And we are live, multi-streaming, Renters Radio. Uh, we're back after a week off for Super Tuesday. Um, <clears throat> my name's Lauren Pespiza. I'm sitting here with the one, the only. Evan George, hello, hello. Hey, so we're back. Uh, it's been a it's been a long week. I know. A couple weeks. For us to unpack everything we missed over the last two weeks. We can't. No, we can't. We can't even do that. We just do the highlights. Yeah. Well, we have a few for- important things to talk about. Um, you know, the, let's keep, let's get back to the local stuff because, we, you know, national stuff is starting to make me sad. Um, All right, get ready for tomorrow for you to get sad. Oh, but, no. It's all right. We're going to deal with that before we get there. But um, actually, before we start, I have a very, very special announcement. I'm now an uncle. Ah, oh, congrats. Woo! Um, Ella Grace Joy, 8 pounds, 20 inches, what people are calling the perfect measurements. Yeah, that's perfect. Apparently perfect. Um, was born at, I think, 2.20 p.m. today. So she will not only be my niece, we share a birthday month. And yeah, she's going to be uh, the future of civilization in case I fail. We're so. all counting on you, Ella. Yeah, I hope, I hope you're listening. I, I don't think I'm going to do it. So I'm going <laughs> to instill all of my like master splinter wisdom onto her. Yeah. I'm gonna tra- what was that movie? Hannah. With, like, I think Viggo Mortensen, like, he trains this, like, girl in the wild. Like, oh. she's just, like, a super assassin who's also into communism. Oh. I'm going to be mixing up different Viggo Mortensen movies right now. So you're the Viggo Mortensen and yeah. she's Hannah? Yeah, basically. Oh, wow, that like, sounds... She, she's going to be incredibly badass. Yeah. Sounds um, good. So I get to meet her tomorrow. I'm very excited. Awesome. Glad but, glad to hear it. Yeah. Just wanted to start with a quick shout-out to Ella. Shout-out to Ella. Um... So we're talking about a few other local updates on some issues we've been following, uh, especially Suffolk Downs. There's been a lot of movement on that in the past couple weeks. Um, people are really bringing the fight to City Hall. And uh, I don't believe we've had a response yet. No, we have not. But um, Herb, do you have queued up that uh, link I sent you? Um, are you going to play that? And now for the people watching, you'll be able to get the scene. And for the people who will be listening, I will just kind of narrate over it what is happening. Is it, is it still playing? Okay, because I lost the audio on my end. But okay, so what ended up happening was Bernie waited on the Suffolk Downs development, and this caused Marty to respond saying, We've conducted hundreds of meetings with local constituents, which is complete BS. The people that they actually meet with and not the actual people being affected. This is what happens for everything else. So what you're watching um, on the video is a group of city life, Pueblo, the people who we've had them here on this radio, we've championed their efforts before. They had over a thousand people sign a petition to have Marty Walsh come meet um, with these groups. And they waited outside of his office for three hours and he refused to meet with them and he is still refusing to meet with them. And so, so whenever you hear, like, oh, we've conducted all these uh, different outreach efforts, it, like, it's all uh, BS. Like, it takes community groups like this to actually physically show up, occupy space, sit in the office, pet, like, put down petitions, bring the cameras, cause a scene, get attention, to even try to get a meeting. And they did this, I believe, Wednesday? Might have been Wednesday or Thursday of this past week. And we certainly want to use this platform to champion and acknowledge whatever local efforts uh, do these type of um, actions. And so 
I'm, I'm just now reading from the, the Herald's um, over 70 re- uh, residents attended wearing Renters Rising gear and uh-huh. um, protesting songs outside of uh, Walsh's office on the fifth floor of City Hall. And they were highlighted a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about about Suffolk Downs that is completely unaffordable, that even their 13% of affordable units will be priced at people who make 80000 90000 100000 a year. However, I think the median income in that area is closer to the forty or fifty thousand. So even the affordable units are almost double what the average person makes in that area. So shout out to uh, City Light. Yeah, definitely wanted to acknowledge that. That sounded like a pretty. It was a pretty good uh, uh, showing too of people, and they were humming in solidarity. So yeah, if um, you're, I don't know, we'll say like an activist in Boston. If um, you haven't seen that clip yet, watch it here, or just try to find it on your own. You'll recognize a lot of the faces, a lot of the people who were caught in that clip are um, pretty well-known activists throughout Boston. And so City Life, they get that shout-out. And now, I also, I've been finding myself defending um, the Boston Herald a lot yeah, the last two days. Yeah, I've noticed that. Um, because the Globe did not cover this action. Right. The Herald did. And I actually, I tweeted at, um, at the author, and then she actually responded back, just being like, oh, thank God, when I got the alert, I thought it was going to be something negative about me. But, so the Herald is covering this, the Globe is not. The entire editorial board of the Herald also published um, a support saying that Marty should meet with the, um, the local activists, with the community groups, talk about Suffolk Downs. The Boston Herald's most recent editorial was complaining that our elections are unfair after their endorsement of Elizabeth Warren did not go the way they wanted to. So... Like, the Herald has a lot of problems, but they are actually highlighting um, local housing issues in a way that the Globe is just completely ignoring. And I'm also going to comment on the distinction between the two once we get through the sexy taxes segment. Yeah, you've got a lot of sexy taxes lined up, too. Um, I do want to plug, speaking of City Life and Suffolk Downs, there's a couple events coming up If you know, for people who are still involved. The fight is still continuing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those is tomorrow. Uh City Councilor Lydia Edwards is having a community update uh, at 6 p.m. at the East Boston High School. Um, and they'll be talking about, you know, different proposals and practices moving forward. I believe, hopefully, there better be a Spanish translation um, and Spanish translator there that actually knows how to speak Spanish. Um, so if, if you are a listener from East Boston um, or, or not, or you want to ask a question or give your input, um, on this development, you know, you can check that out um, and talk to her. Hopefully, enough people go she'll listen to. And um, Lydia's great on a lot of things. When Bernie Sanders uh, tweeted out like his support of it, she had a very, I'll call it a partisan response. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping that was more just her, you know, getting Warren's back, quote unquote. Yeah, but that's been like divisive. It, it has been. And I uh, like <laughs> Michelle Wu also supported Elizabeth Warren, but. I'm really hoping that now that, you know, she has dropped out or has frozen her campaign, there actually is a difference. Maybe we'll talk about it if you want to call in to talk about it. But I'm hoping that Lydia um, continues to champion the affordable um, housing crisis that is going on across Boston, but especially in East Boston, if this development goes through. So hold her feet to the fire when it comes to affordable yeah. housing. If you, can, if you can make it to the East Boston High School tomorrow at 6, uh, try to be there to uh, be heard uh, if you're one of us and get the developers and everything. Um, the other event that I have on the calendar 
Um, I learned that I can add stuff to Renter's Radio calendar, and then everyone can see all the events that we're plugging in one friendly space. So if you like and subscribe on Facebook to Renter's Radio Boston, you can see all these events coming up. I'm just going to start adding everything that we care about. Yes. Like, just even if we're not going, just so that you people know that, like, you can go and... I always forget to do it until, like, the last minute. I Same here. I, I think I put Anna's thing on it yesterday. Yeah, I, yeah, and I, I put a few things on it, but we can we can keep doing that. So, if you, you know, it's another incentive to follow our Facebook page. It's because we'll keep be posting these events, so hopefully more people can make it. Um, also, tomorrow is a... Oh, speaking of, you know, it's, it's not uh, East Boston, but it's... Oh, it's actually in the same space. Never mind. It's the East Boston High School on Wednesday. At 5 p.m., there is a public hearing uh, on the Eversource substation, um, and this is uh, sponsored by Green Roots. We had, um, as well as like Pueblo Boston, a bunch of other people, or Pueblo Eastie. Uh, we actually had Gabriella on a couple weeks ago to talk about this, as well as Suffolk Downs. Um, and this is a uh, electric substation that they're putting in a flood zone, and it's you know at risk of basically blowing up or polluting everything, and uh, the residents don't like it. It's going to be terrible. So, you know, if you can't go talk to Lydia, maybe go out the next day to the uh, public hearing against the Eastie Eversource substation. I mean, this reminds me a lot of uh, the Weymouth Compressor situation. Yes. Where there's like, you know, big old energy companies building, you know, dangerous, putting dangerous equipment in places we don't need to have it and in places that are really uh, putting the communities at risk that live there. So, that, yeah. Go out. Fight anywhere you are, but East Boston's gonna lot. East Boston is where the fight's at. Yeah. I mean, I need to make it out there more too, but um, myself, hopefully soon. Um, I had this back in like my if we get to it section that just you brought up. Oh yeah. Uh, Marty Walsh has a new chief of staff. That he does. Um, let me see if I can get her name before. Um, Catherine Burton, yep. who of course comes from a um, Boston development company. So yeah. Um, the, the ties between um, Marty Walsh, uh, City Hall, and the developers are growing tighter as they go. Which development company was she from again? Um, New Boston list. Ventures. Yeah. I couldn't listen to one. Like, they manage your own, yeah. it looks like half a dozen, maybe more, uh, properties throughout Boston. Yeah. Like, they, they're not like the biggest fish in the sea, but it does just kind of show uh, like, like housing is going uh, to be the Those fight look like Boston. some fancy condos. Oh, they're, they're, they're bougie, don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, we but, got the Lucas, 136 Shaman. Yeah. I mean, you, you would think after the multiple scandals of the DPBA of open corruption and bribery, maybe you wouldn't make a chief of staff just somebody who just instantly just jumped from like working for a private developer. Like, maybe start hiring some people for your staff that work a little bit in like the nonprofits or actually local activists and organizers have someone speaking in your ear to actually champion what like the people are saying, not just what are the needs and interests of the private developer. That's just me. Might be a yeah. good idea, idea to balance uh, people that you're talking to. Well, he's trying to build, 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 whether we can afford it or not. Yes. So that is, uh, that's where he stands, and it's been clear, especially given his silence on uh, the Suffolk Downs petition. Oh, that petition is still up. Um, and so it's still worth signing uh, right now. Let me grab that link for you. Uh, I have it on my phone. And at a minimum, you can sign a petition. You can right now yeah. pause us, open a new tab, bring it up, put your name it's on it. It's so easy. It's very easy to do. Um, and I, you know, uh, this is, I think the next uh, date they push it to is sometime in later March. 
Another thing you can do, now that I'm reminded, is uh, rent control. You can just, you know, call your um, call your uh, state, state rep up. and senator. Uh, I've been doing it. Uh, nobody, okay, Moran has not gotten back to me or answered. I've been leaving messages. Uh, Brownsberger, my senator, has a answering, you know, receptionist that does speak to me and takes down the information and doesn't really give any sort of response. Um, but I have called multiple times. To see if I can get something. And, and the more their call sheet log shows, yeah. Um, Lauren wanted to talk about like. Um, Lauren really wants to talk about this about already. rent control. See, like, I haven't been pushing on Brownsburger as much because it's not in the Senate. But so they, they like the House gets all the press for um, whatever reason, but like the Senate is work simultaneously on like similar legislation, and then they meet and they kind of hash it out. What the Senate's doing with housing, I honestly don't know. And I mean, we're going to get to it a little bit how hard it is just to report on the state house, but um, it doesn't hurt to call call everyone. Like, it yeah. takes two minutes. You will actually. They actually give you. I'm, I'm linking now. They actually give you like an amazing. Um, here's the petition. They actually give you an amazing script too. It makes it really easy. Like I just called them right off the script because I was leaving like an answering like to a, a answering machine. But um, if you don't know what to say, uh, City Life has like a script. It makes it really easy. So uh, I suggest you all do that because the more voices they hear, the more they're going to support this. And the deadline for it to make it out of committee is March 31st. So we want to have as many people calling up their state reps as possible for this. Please do. Um, That's all my plugs. All right. So speaking about state reps. Oh, boy. um, We've been talking for like months now about fixing public transportation. And the House finally passed two big bills this past week. One of them is asking for more money, which actually when I get to this for the second part, the first is raising money. What tax is they going to increase? We've been matching this showdown of who's going to get taxed. Is it going to be the working class or is it going to be the rich and corporations? <laughs> we finally get to um, see who does the House want to support. But very quickly before we do that, to just set the stage about why we just need public transportation in Boston. A new report was just released today, 7 a.m., that Boston, we have the worst traffic in the country. Um, all right, we're gonna play a guessing game now. How many hours a year do you think the Boston driver wastes in traffic? Oh, you always look at my, no. You, I'm not looking, you. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I promise, so. Herb, do you have a guess? How many hours do you think Boston drivers waste in traffic every year? Uh, a year? I don't know, like, uh, like three weeks. Oh my god, no, it's not that high. <laughs> okay, so, um... 52. Times, <laughs> so, 5,200. No, oh, you guys are way too high. hours for traffic? No, no, no. Um, Boston leads with 149 hours of traffic. Wait, a year or a week? So, uh, so a year, but no, no. Okay. okay, hold on. I didn't ask the question right. You sit in traffic for way more than that. I'm sorry. What, what? This is kind of like, um, I don't know. The ratio of it is how much like were you stuck in traffic additional to what would be oh, if there not wasn't traffic? Is. Yeah, yeah. This, okay. Yeah, my bad. This is not your commute. It is just like wasted time on top of your commute okay. that is jammed up through traffic in some capacity. 
and we are the worst. We were the worst in 2018. Maybe we were second or third place in 2019, but we're back to being the worst. Oh, good. So, um, almost 150 hours of additional traffic from what you were in. Thank you for having me clarify that. Yeah. And each worker, each driver, I don't like calling people workers, but that's how they phrase it here. Over $2,000 per person of lost productivity. And again, from just because we do not have a good um, public, transportation, uh, public transportation system. Nobody can afford to live in the city. Everyone has to commute. So we need money to improve um, our public transit. All right, so here's what the House passed. I'm just going to read. It's going to be referred to as DeLeo's legislation. Oh. So we are raising taxes. No spoiler alert needed. Most of this is going to fall on us, the working class. So right now we have a five cent gas tax for every gallon. They're bumping that to 29 cents. So about a 20% increase. For diesel, I don't know who the hell drives a diesel car. Uh, it's a sprinter van. Okay. That is currently at a nine cents tax that we have. That's going up to 33 cents. So that's almost a 40% increase. So a gas tax being instituted. They're also going to start taxing more Ubers and Lyfts, going up 500% from the current rate. On top of that, now, they have two different things to try to balance it at the corporate side. Those are our taxes. They are now removing a tax exemption from rental car companies, which I actually know someone who manages a rental car company. And I, I, have, pissed, to, right? I, I have to call, well, like, I'm very close with his brother, so I, yeah. I have to remind myself to text him and be like, dude, look what your brother's saying about that part. <laughs> but they did actually get to changing the corporate minimum tax, which is something we, I've talked about on the show. But I'm, I'm going to save that part. So a little spoiler, they do actually have some tax on corporations. It's nothing to get excited over. Okay. But we will go into it. So uh, before we play the clips that we have, that's a little bit later, Just I want to explain again why a gas tax is bad. And it's so funny because I was reading an article from The Globe, and they quoted this, um, I don't know who this guy is, Mark Horn. He described himself as a Democratic strategist, and he says a gas tax is the kind of left-of-center idea that working people don't like. The theme of being condescending towards working-class people is like one of the prevalent things that we talk about on this show. So I have no idea who Mark is. A gas tax is not a left-of-center idea. It is a regressive tax. Because people who are working-class, they have to drive to get to their jobs. And when you live in a country where almost half the population can't afford an extra $500 expense... You increasing gas by an extra um, 24 cents per gallon is going to actually take money out of people's pockets to make it harder for them to make that decision of are we going to have food or are we going to have medicine. That is a material harm which will happen. They rioted in France for two months when they tried to do a gas tax. Nothing tells me Massachusetts were not going to do it. But the gas taxes suck. If you want to make it as part of a massive broad program, maybe you can talk to me. Leading with a gas tax is horrible. Um, let's, let's save the clips. So do you remember what Charlie Baker thought about a gas tax? Uh, am I on the spot here? Yeah, testing your memory. He liked it. He did like it. He liked more of it. So he, he <laughs> did like it is the phrase. Yeah. So he was obsessed with this thing called TCI, and I was apparently the only one that talked about this. <laughs> We have the cutting edge of sexy taxes here, yeah. folks. Um, it, it was to try to get all the states in New England, basically, to simultaneously pass like a carbon cap, which essentially would have done the same thing. It essentially would have ra um, raised the price of gas to put more money into the system. It's not technically a tax, but it does the same thing. That is what Charlie Baker wanted to do, because he wanted to hide it. So now he's threatening to veto this, even though it's materially the same exact thing. It's the price of gas is going up, 
whatever way you slice it, call it a tax, call it whatever. So he's pissed because now voters, when you say the word tax, that gets them nervous, that gets them angry. Right. But if you say the word carbon uh, cap transfer fee, like you've lost ninety five percent. Yeah, of and the other people think it's some kind of like bold green initiative. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and they were marketing it towards environmentalism. Yeah, right. Like, which yeah, is exactly what happened in France with the yellow vest movement. We're gonna put the burden yeah. on you. So, so, when, so, like, if you're out there and you start seeing Charlie Baker start saying, "I will veto this. This is gonna hurt working class families." He was trying to do the same exact thing. Yeah. What he's pissed about is that it's called a tax rather than the carbon cap thing, which no governor wants to do anyway. Right. So okay, and but even if he vetoes it, doesn't it still pass? Then it goes back, and they have to, and it has to pass by a wider margin. Okay, will it? No, this is. I I honestly don't know what's going to happen because p- part of the problem with this, and like we'll get to it in a little bit, is out of all the um, so the combination of those taxes that we just discussed, and then the change of the corporate minimum tax, which I'm going to save, but let's play the clips first. It equals about six hundred million dollars a year. But then they passed a spending bill of $18 billion over 10 years, which is simple math is $1.8 billion per year. So you're raising $600 million, but you're saying you're going to spend $1.8 billion. Right. So it's not enough. Right. So, what you, so like the math doesn't work yet. And it, it, right now the Senate's doing their own thing. So like we'll see what this looks like. But right now this is the House's idea. And I'm going to riff on what they did with the corporate minimum in a second. But, uh, but we have two clips to kind of describe this process. So I've been, I don't know if I'll call them a competition. I, I listen to now a lot of Boston local news podcasts just to see what they cover. And so one that I've discovered, and I, I'm not ripping on them, this segment is really just because I wanted actual, like, some reporters who were in the room to talk about it. It's called State House Takeout. They, oh. Like, they, there is, I think what it's called, but, like, they have a service. It's wicked expensive, actually. But they go to the state house and they record all the news. And then you have to pay. It's almost like a hundred dollars a month. That sounds like an amazing business opportunity. Or you can just follow Matt Miller on Twitter. Yeah, right. and this is what he does too. Yeah. Um. But so I, I'm pretty sure that they work for this. And so they were in the state house while this was going. Um, okay. Right, do you have clip number one? something that I got mixed up on Wednesday night, uh, admittedly. The original amendment basically would have implemented congestion pricing. This is a, a term we hear a lot where roadway tolls vary based on different times of day, trying to get people to drive at off-peak times and charge them more if they want to contribute to already bad traffic. Uh, the amendment that ended up passing was an amendment as changed that only calls for the Department of Transportation to implement the recommendations of a commission that's studying congestion pricing and adding tolls onto roadways all across the state. So far, far less significant than the original proposal here, but a little bit stronger and firmer than the underlying bill was. Yeah, and uh, there's another amendment either withdrawn or defeated. Sure. All right, um, because I, I used to talk about congestion pricing. Yeah, that's um, like one of the first episodes. Yeah, because they were arguing two different things. One was a gas tax, which I ripped on. One is congestion pricing, which I also ripped on. <laughs> and I think it was... It was either Bol- uh, Bolivia or Brazil, but they were they were the ones who also tried to do congestion pricing, and it caused like massive, uh, like no, I, I don't want to use the word riots, but a massive backlash to it. Congestion pricing is when you have tolls that are set up so you pay more during rush hour, which I, I don't know their names, and again, right now the segment's fine, but like how they described it as so if you want to contribute to already bad traffic, 
Like, that is not the phrasing. The phrasing is, if you want to get an extra hour of sleep and then go sit in traffic for two hours, you're now going to have to pay more. So yeah. instead, you're going to have to wake up an hour earlier than you need to to try to beat that congestion pricing. Because as we've talked about, people don't have money to pay for this stuff. Right. So now, rather than getting to spend 25 minutes with your kids at the end of the day, you'll be stuck in traffic because you have to... You're purposely going to stay at work longer, so then you don't have to pay that penalty to commute during rush hour. Congestion price oh. sucks. It's yeah. it, it's like it because again now you, you're just putting this burden on somebody who has to nickel and dime everything because of just or yeah or if you you're like me and you don't you would not be able to plan your life around congestion pricing. You just have less money. Yeah. Like Which those are two sucks. options. Yeah. It's either you're gonna have to wake up early, yeah. and get less sleep, or you're gonna have to. <laughs> that would be the Evan strategy. The Lauren strategy is yeah. just go broke because. Or, or you just have to stay at work longer, yeah. you'll see your kids less, you'll see your family less, you'll have less time for entertainment, less time for actually enjoying your life. So I'm actually very happy that this just went to study. Yeah. Which, it could come back, like, we don't know, but I, I did just want to highlight con- congestion pricing. I'm very happy it's not in it. I think, I don't know, for me it, it's like mentally worse than a gas tax, I don't know. But I want to keep going with the clip. ...proposal here, but a little bit stronger and firmer than the underlying bill was. Yeah, and uh, there was another amendment, either withdrawn or defeated, not sure, um, from Rep. Jones that would have sunsetted these increases after, uh, if and when, the so-called millionaire surtax is... Um, becomes law, right? Right. In uh, 2022, that could go to the ballot. That was really one of the only moments we saw in the House on Wednesday of actual debate on the... Okay, I cut it there because... So... Oh, sorry. And so... This I thought interesting. Like, Rep. Jones. I didn't know who that was. But I guess he he's a Republican. I think he's actually the highest-ranking Republican in the House. Right. And he wanted to add an amendment, which piques my interest, which is why I kept it in there, which was, we can pass these taxes, but then if we pass the fair share amendment, which they refer to there as the millionaire's tax, uh, which is going to be on the ballot, I don't think this year, I think it's um, next year, then if that gets passed, these all re- get repealed, and now we pay for things through that millionaire's tax. Which, that like, that piqued my interest. That's interesting. But I kind of think it is almost meant as like a poison pill of saying... We don't need to pass the millionaire's tax. We just keep right. reaching off these people. And if we do pass this, we're now going to lose the $600 million. Like, it's so, a false equivalency. Yeah, so like it'll be able to create a narrative. I just I thought that was interesting. Oh, we can have this, but then once we start taxing millionaires more, this goes away. For five seconds, I just like I thought that was an interesting idea. But I'm pretty sure there's like a little bit more sinister motivation to it. But anyway, okay. Also, why is, why, why is that on the ballot? Um, so... We, and by that I just mean like the left, like the, something called the Raise Up Coalition, like a hodgepodge of lefty groups. So we tried getting this on the ballot, um, it was a ballot initiative, I think it was two or three years ago, and it takes three years to go through yeah. the process of doing that. Yeah, no, I know, but why and would that, that be, why would you use that as a ballot so, initiative? So, so there are two strategies of getting what you want done. Right. You can go the legislative route, or you can go the ballot initiative route, which sometimes does, and then within that there are two different routes that you can do, depending on how much money you think yeah. And so, if you want to get something done, sometimes you do it as a ballot, just strategically, and sometimes you go through the legislature. You get a better chance on the ballot? For this, this, they believe, much better chance on the ballot. Okay, okay. And, and it was supposed to be already be on the ballot, but then a, um, a justice that was appointed by Charlie Baker struck it down on like, the technicality of the wording. Oh, geez. So then it had to go back, and then you had to go through another three-year process, yeah. or maybe uh, just a two-year process for us, I don't know. So, like, we like the fair share method. It is, yes. to me, it doesn't go far enough. It's only, it's a very, it's like a 1% or 2% increase. 
on if you if you bring in an income of over a million dollars a year, every dollar after that million is just taxed at a one percent higher rate. And it's a better strategy to do that as a ballot initiative than in the um, People I trust tell me that's a smart strategy. Okay. So I can't do everything I mean, at once. We've won things through ballot, yeah, ballot mm-hmm. initiatives. Yeah. I just, uh, you know. So, okay. Right. That was good clarifying. And now they start to talk about what it was like to be in the room, which is why I originally wanted to have um, them highlight this. Because as when I just came from Amber Callahan's kickoff event, she was great. She talks a lot about transparency of the state house and how we have the least transparent state house That's of the true. entire country. So let's, what did this great debate look like? What was this amazing scene of legislators duking it out in the public forum? How did that actually go off? Her, do you have clip number two? Right, in uh, 2022, that could go to the ballot. That was really one of the only moments we saw in the House on Wednesday of actual debate on the floor over a a proposal to change this bill. It was ultimately unsuccessful, and after that, we had several hours where they would do nothing for 58 minutes and basically be sitting in recess during backroom negotiations, come out, shoot down an amendment or approve an amendment on a voice vote, and immediately go back into a a quiet lull. So if you were watching, you really couldn't see much happening. It was all going on behind the scenes. Yeah, where was the actual legislating going on? In the the members' lounge, like they do during budget sessions, or...? Could be the members' lounge, could be the speaker's office. We don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) interesting. I mean, I know it... Not, not to beat a dead horse, but, I mean, we, we talk about it now and again, right? Uh, how much debate actually takes place. All right, and then it kind of goes off. So the actual debate of this, when they're actually having this conversation, it's not in public. It's not even in the statehouse. They keep breaking off to go into, like, the Leo's office. Yeah. And then all the state legislators just sit there not knowing what's going on. They kiss the ring. And then they come back out <laughs> and now decisions are made and they do something. I forget what it's called. I might, might be just like a, a voice vote. It has a different word for that. So like rather than, they have a very antiquated system of like a literal light switch board to try to count yes. the votes. Yeah. But sometimes you can just do like, I'm going to refer to it as a voice vote. It has a different thing. Where you say all the yays, all the nays. And then the person just goes, yeah, it's not like there was more yays. That passes. Uh, um, there could and, be broken LEDs. Nobody knows. No, so, so that happens all the time. And so the, like, there is no public debate for this. And a lot of this is like DeLeo controlling things behind the scenes. Yeah. And there was an article um, that was in Boston Magazine a few weeks ago that was like a picture of like yep. DeLeo was like a king in like a very fancy, I think it was Napoleon. I think it was a Napoleon III reference looking at this, our garbs got on. But but they describe what the scene looks like. And it's, um, you know, DeLeo goes in the back office with all these, like, a couple of the higher-ups, all the state house people are just sitting there not knowing what's going on. All of a sudden, DeLeo comes back out. He presses his button. The light appears on the board. So then you can see how did DeLeo vote. And the second he does that, according to this, 63 Democrats all light up their things right behind him. So people just don't know what they're voting on. And, yes. and, and that is part of, like, just the larger problem. And so that was the scene that was going on for this. The last thing I want to talk about uh, for this is about the corporate minimum. Because if you make, if you have a billion-dollar-a-year company, every year your company brings in a billion dollars, if you're really good with, like, tax manipulation, how much do you think you have to pay the state of Massachusetts? If you're really good? You're really good. I mean, not federal government, you can get zero. Federal government, you can get even money yeah. given to you. At the state, we had a minimum. We had a floor that said, if you make a billion dollars, no matter what shenanigans you do on the side, you have to pay us this. What do you think it was? 
Um, well, twenty percent. Oh my God, you're going. That's what I have to pay. <laughs> Rod, do you have a guess? Is your mic up? Oh, I didn't know I was allowed to be here yet. No, oh, no, 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 surprise you... guest. <laughs> you can't Did not announce. Um, billion dollars a year. <sighs> if you had to put a, a floor that said, no matter what, for the state of Massachusetts, you make a billion dollars a year, you're gonna give us this amount of money. How much do you think it used to be? Or, or, or what still is? Eleven zero dollars. <laughs> 450 bucks. Wait, what? See, I was pretty close. Four, yeah. so, to, oh, to, be, to be fair, to be fair, um, $456. This is how it works. This is how it works. That's corporate now, corruption right there. So The more you make, the less that you got to yeah. chip in. So, but, but what they added to this, which is something that I've championed before, is we need to change that. You need to raise that floor. The most, and we're not going to name names, we have friends here who are very happy that this got in. They successfully raised that dollar amount. What perc- what number do you think they hit? Went from four hundred fifty dollars. These are these are companies that make a Hot billion quiz. dollars a year. Four, <laughs> this four, is gonna be tough. Four hundred and sixty. <laughs> so a hundred and fifty thousand, hmm. which is a so. But if you look at just the numbers that way, four hundred and fifty six bucks to one hundred and fifty thousand. That seems like a lot. Yeah, but when you look at how much a billion is, and now and now your last que- math question of, the, of today, what percentage? You'd of... have to work twenty five million years uh, at making what like thirty k a year uh, in order to come up with that. Uh, so one hundred and fifty k is pretty much nothing. One hundred and fifty k is what percentage of a billion dollars? <clears throat> Woo! Um, zero 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 zero. I mean point zero 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 zero. Internet help. Uh, not that far off. It's well as a per- four zeros and a two five. No, as a percentage, point zero one five percent. Percent. So it swings it. So <laughs> fine. So the the bold initiative, which still just doing that, generates like a hundred million dollars a year. So, okay. so ima- but imagine if we actually charged them point five percent or Ooh. or two percent or like like if somebody asked me top of my head what would you phrase it at trying to like figure out what other states would do without me doing any research i would say let's set it at um five percent and then let's look at like now now, now let's google and see where do we hit with other states 0.015 percent i cannot celebrate that yeah i know google's evil you got to use bing and I, <laughs> and I don't have the wi-fi password oh, and, oh. and it's nine different tiers so like that's the highest tier, and I don't know the eighth tier is maybe a hundred thousand increase. So I, I am not at all happy with the bold number of point zero one five percent. So some people, again, who are friends of the show, will celebrate changing this cap as a good thing. I, I can't like to me that's again it's a hundred million dollars, but point zero one five percent. I'm not taking a victory lap for that. That is pathetically that's, low. Yeah, um, and that's what you missed. This this is your sexy taxes that segment. Was so sexy, so uh, much taxes, but yet not quite enough. Taxes. So it's um it's going to the the Senate now, and then they're gonna have their own version of this. So what I just defined for you is not at all set in stone. It is not law. It is just kind of where the pulse is of the state house. Well, what can to, we do? Um, for this, really nothing. Okay. Um, I want everyone focused on getting the tenant protections bill out of uh about the committee because we actually have some power over that. Right. That's, um, this is right now uh, part of a larger fight which will be going on over the uh, next year. All right. Well, we have a guest in the studio. Taxes just got a lot sexier. We are now joined by <laughs> the one, the only, 
Rod Weber, um, who apparently is better at math than... Oh, I love the three cameras here. Yeah, we've got three, three cameras, cameras now, so we can have as many people as we want in the studio. Um, um, Rod, yeah. uh, quick thoughts. What do you think about the stock market crash today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think uh, that we found out a lot of people are uh, professional gamblers in their life, <laughs> and uh, it would have been a lot sexier for them to simply have uh, robbed the bank and try to do a monster truck jump over sharks equipped with lasers on their heads in order to steal the Nazi gold from the bank, or whatever it is, because it, it would achieve the same goal. Am I right? Yeah, you're it'd, right. It'd be a lot, it's a lot better so, of a story. So are you saying we should be buying? <laughs> no, I'm saying you should get a monster truck and do a bank heist. What are you but talking about? But I don't about? have any money because all the stock market crashed. Steal a monster truck. Okay. Am I too loud? Herb's got to work Herb's on these levels. freaked out. I have no idea what's going on. Rod was waiting patiently and then Evan just, just well, I, I brought wanted, him on. I wanted on. to weigh in for the math because um, I, I just want to do my sexy tax segment. Um, I know. There's nothing it was sexy bit... about it. <laughs> yeah, what is to... there? Those are pretty exactly. sexy taxes. You guys, should just, uh, you guys should strip during your sexy tax segment. It would get more viewers. I th uh, you have a model mayhem pro. That is an so, old. Don't bring I that think, up, Rod. Okay, so uh, but I know that Evan has one too. Oh, uh, yeah, Herb, exactly. wait a second. Herb, I've seen your ball sack photos. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> We've all seen Herb naked. Let's at least get that out of the yeah, way. Yeah, that's gonna be the Patreon content. Yeah, like I'm charging for that. It's like free. <laughs> I'm not opposed to it. I'm just saying. Never work for free. Um. No, I, I don't know. I had my thing about the stock market, so I figured I'd pivot to you to see if you had thoughts. Seven point eight percent down. Most of it was because um, OPEC. They, oh, wait, you wanted a serious response? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I just wanted to throw you on the squad to see if you've been following it. I have been following so, it. And that's it. Yeah. it was, no. So it was eighteen hundred, then it went to two thousand, and yeah. who cares? Because life is too short to spend your time doing math. I wasn't accelerated. I finished in middle school. But who gives a? Can we swear? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, we're in the I fun mean, uh, uh, Let's limit it because I do limited. like to label this oh, so right. I can have my podcast up as labeled clean. Sorry. So just... Who gives an F? Okay. Um, because all crap? these effing Fs, they're just a bunch of Fs. Uh. Um, all right. I have stuff in my dog. We'll see if we'll get to it. But give us some updates about you and your life. Yeah. Well, how have you been? So, How's the case? Well, so the, the last Which hour, one? The, yeah. <laughs> so the last hour of you as well know is you had to head back to Florida because there was a warrant for your arrest under the Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself banana incident. Mm. Tell us what happened with that, and then tell us what's happening. So Officer Ryan Burgoon, who's apparently in charge, I should say detective, my bad. Uh, detective Ryan Burgoon uh, is not getting back to me. Surprise, surprise. I can't imagine that. Uh, but uh, in, in case you hadn't followed along, I uh, made a new piece of artwork at Art Basel, and I also did it at Epstein's Mansion itself. And when I had to go down for my second court case for the Miami one, I stopped in Palm Beach, uh, basically to take photographs of the evidence which has been destroyed. Uh, and Officer, I'm sorry, Detective, uh, Bert, you know what? That, those labels don't even matter. Yeah. This Burgoon guy, this, uh, which rhymes with lagoon. Uh, he's like. He's like the beer lagoon. Um, he doesn't want to give me any information on this because basically they're they're just trying to kick me in the in the ding dong. Uh, is that a safe word? Can I use that? You can use that. Yeah, word. Okay. So so um, there's now another warrant for you because you rode on his mansion. Yes. In, <laughs> in hairspray. In hairspray. In hairspray. In yeah. panic. Yeah, it's a, it's, uh, it's non permanent. It's hairspray. an old uh, prankster's trick. Yeah. Um, so. 
uh, by admitting that they painted over it, uh, they've destroyed evidence, and there's no way to be able to tell if uh, it was just washed off in the rain or uh, or what happened to it. But what's what's frustrating is that they did not give you a summons. They did not pass go. They went straight to warrant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, warrant for my arrest. Yeah. So um, they just sent me an email. Hey, by the way, there's a warrant out for your arrest. I mean, that's the modern age we're living in. Uh, you know why? Uh, now, now, is that only because you had a, like a communication already going with this officer? It, well, yeah, I'll, I'll grant you that. But even okay. still, uh, this is. Uh, in dealing with the court system in my Trump case, uh, there's back and forth and back and forth within the email system. But heaven forbid, uh, for, you know, for instance, uh, the judge gave a new order on Friday in my Trump case, uh, basically denying my motion for a reconsideration uh, because they didn't. They basically they denied a, a number of counts on the basis that they didn't want to review my video evidence, and so. What's crazy about that is that I, I submitted via hyperlinks, and they submit hyperlinks themselves all the time. Uh, in fact, they're using hyperlinks against me to prove whatever their point is against me, but heaven forbid that I should want to do it. The order that uh, Judge uh, Landry gave on Friday was, uh, go after yourself. Um, we, no, we didn't look at that. We were, she literally says this. Yeah, we, you know, we were supposed to look at it. Um, we didn't look at it, but we. Didn't. Um, but it's within our right not to look at it because your appendices were 32 pages long. So their logic was because you gave an s ton of evidence, go f yourself. And so, what are the next steps? <laughs> well, we're uh, pre-trial out. conference. Okay. Um, so which means that I meet with Trump's lawyers um, in regard to uh, the counts that did go forward, which was assault, battery. Uh, false imprisonment and the civil rights counts, um, which was uh, operating on, under color of law. I, I mean, I, I don't know how, how familiar your audience is with uh, uh, Latin or legalese, uh, but there's a whole respondeat superior thing, which means to respond to the superior, which means that under the alter ego doctrine, it creates an umbrella in various cases that preceded that. Like, I, I mean, you're shaking your heads like, yeah, no, 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 no I know what you're talking about. Alter ego is, uh, say, um, I don't know, uh, what's a, a rapper? Uh, All right, can you say it in English, though? Uh, that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to use rapper stuff <laughs> okay. to use a, a metaphor for it. Uh, who's a rapper? Like Ice-T, I don't know what his real name is. Okay. Um, that's an alter ego. Right. Oh, uh, in, in, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so in, in legalese, um, this applies to entities, which are basically companies. So yes. they, I mean, the judges in multiple cases ruled that Donald Trump's a man, the company, and the campaign are one right. and the same under what is called alter ego doctrine. He's just like, yeah, it's a campaign. We all know, all know it's Donald Trump. Yeah, it's uh, Trump Tower. Yeah, but we all know it's Donald Trump. Right. Uh, whereas Donald Trump, is uh, he's setting up all these LLCs and INCs. And in fact, he's, I mean, so in the the Mueller report, he totally screwed it up in, in, in legal terms a number of times because there's, um, there's, there's Trump Inc., and, there, and then there's like a, uh, like the Trump company, like INC. There's I mean, there's all these different variations which they didn't pay attention to over 400 yeah, pages. Who wrote those documents? Uh, in, in my case, from the Mueller report. The Mueller. <laughs> I mean the Mueller. I mean Mueller lied about weapons yeah. of mass destruction, uh, so we can't expect him to have like uh, any kind of a sense of. For my, Fairness. Own, for my own narrative thread. Am I yeah. going way too often? No, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, like, we're gonna bring it back no, to no, my, so, my my case. So, um, uh, you got cleared from the banana. Yeah. 
You have, okay. first, yeah. <laughs> you have a warrant for writing on the mansion. Yeah. Who is actually doing? Is it like the state of Florida because you committed vandalism? Is it the estate of uh, the the estate and the house manager was the one that filed okay. an affid or yeah, it, it was an affidavit with the Palm Beach police. Okay. okay. But as you were saying, since basically the act of vandalism is gone because you use no the spray, right? Then all like the most likely scenario is like this would get dropped. I, I would think so, and, and, but but they're gonna make they they're basically telling me to come turn myself in. Yeah, and I, I literally just made two trips to two right. additional trips to Florida since my trip in December. Uh, so, uh, I mean, they're just trying to throw me under the bus and make me go to Florida again so that I have a warrant hanging I mean, over my head. Can you get like a coronavirus exemption? Thought of that. You know what I mean? Like, isn't like one of these states going to be? Yeah, it's like a state of emergency. Well, I mean, at a certain point, they'll close the courts. Yeah. So then, like, it might buy you some time. (laughs) I don't know about that. I I know, like, they and I'm pretty like right now, like, what you have to file a motion for continuance, and I have that in my New Hampshire case, which is the one with Elizabeth Warren, uh, where basically (laughs) they've gone after me. Uh, because I was asking her the question about not taking selfies with Vermin Supreme. Right. So I knocked on her van window, knock, 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 and, and she bolts off, and I followed her for a little bit. But, you know, <laughs> she's a public figure. That's okay. Uh, that's well within the parameters of what documentarians or journalists do. She called Journalism. the cops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> called the cops. Then uh, all of a sudden uh, they're threatened to throw the clinker cuffs on my feet. And uh, so I got a court case, and in fact... The court case was on the 26th, which was the day before the 27th, where I had to be in Florida. So you have to, when you make a, a motion for continuance, you have to show good cause mm. for why you have to do that. And if I hadn't done this a thousand times, I'd probably be spending a thousand bucks on a lawyer yeah. just to say that. Right. So how many open cases do you have right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess three at this stage. Okay. Well, depending on how you define it. I, I don't know if you want to... Don't well, want to get into all the other ones that are. Uh, yeah, there's more than that. I guess. Okay. Because at this point we know about what well, I would just call the Epstein one. We know about the Warren one. Is there like Epstein one's closed? Epstein one's the been Trump dismissed. One. Well, uh, so Straight Pride's been dismissed too. Correct. Okay, so we got that out of the way. Yep. Um, there's the one that and the one about Trump. You're suing him. Correct. So that's okay. your that's a reverse yep. case. <laughs> yes, if re- you will. Reverse justice. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, reverse justice. Uh, but it also goes to show how difficult it is for the common uh, man or woman uh, to get justice. Uh, be, I mean, this is the way that the system has been set up in order uh, for us to uh, get redressed for our grievances. And when they're throwing stuff out for presenting too much evidence, I mean, that just shows you how corrupted the system is. I mean, they I literally... feel like that should be like a cheat code. Like, if it's like filibustering their time. To just throw a bunch of evidence at them. Oh, yeah. The, no, then... the, the judge hates me, no, and no, the so, lawyers yeah. love yeah. me, because yeah. they're making so much money. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because with a, um, a pro se litigant, which is what it's called when you're just doing it yourself, uh, typically uh, just does a lot of screw-ups. And, I, I mean, I guess you could call this a screw-up, because they didn't like the format I'd done it in. Uh, but as far as I can tell, I gave them the evidence, and... They should proceed upon said evidence. Otherwise, um, I can show good cause that uh, this will be brought up again in appeals. And, and, and for, like, and for me, like the like the reason that judge has that reaction to you is basically like you are making a mockery of this thing that it, perhaps it, no, 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 no. I'm not saying you're wrong in doing it. I am saying like the power dynamic of the judge sitting there is just like f this person who's like right now like make like 
Oh, this is great. Yeah. yeah. You're, like, you're going to give me 40 pages of, me- of yeah, no, appendix? I- I'm going to use my power over you in, this, in the only way that I can to smite you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I start off the lawsuit by saying something to the effect of on uh, October 12th of 2015, Rod Weber, uh, who, is, <laughs> who is known as Flower Man on the campaign trail, uh, was assaulted. I mean, that's like, that's all you got to know right there. And then I, uh, I mean, initially I was kind of all in on talking about uh, Benjamin Franklin and his alter egos like uh, Silence Do Good. Yeah. Um, and poor Richard, uh, which is you know one of the things whenever that comes up, dick. Uh, like uh, that is not a Benjamin Franklin, yeah. one, but uh, <laughs> uh, poor, uh, poor Richard, like, that is the almanac. Is that what he wrote that on? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's poor Richard, and the other one was Silence uh, Duguid. Uh, he pretended to be an old woman um, at his brother's newspaper when he was a teenager. He was Silence Duguid. Um, and so, I mean, it's one of those things that I often, uh, you know, bring up when necessary with a constabulary, uh, when they're getting in my face about, oh, you're, you're not a journalist. Um, uh, which, is... which, I mean, which was the whole thing at the Elizabeth Warren thing yeah. in South Carolina that I just posted. Uh, if I had known that she was going to drop out, I would have posted that one a little bit earlier. Um, but <laughs> I, I could have told you that. Uh, no, I mean, sure. She was going to drop out, but, um. <laughs> You know, uh, I mean, I think that is one of the things that I've gotten wrong. I mean, the, the the overall thing, as far as I'm concerned, is that they've been planning to screw Bernie from the get-go. Um, yeah. I did not foresee uh, that Elizabeth and Pete and the others uh, would have gotten out of this stage, but it certainly makes a whole lot of sense. Obama came, gave him a tap on the shoulder, got the F out, and moving along, you know? In my fantasy, what Obama offered Pete isn't like a cabinet position. It's not helping the future of the career. It's like Pete gets to appear on Obama's Netflix show. <laughs> like, like that's like what the deal is. Is like uh-huh. you get to be in episode three. <laughs> it was a, it was like a movie deal, right? Yeah, no, I mean Hillary's doing the Hulu thing. Obama oh, which has... I watched the first. I watched yesterday. Ah. The first episode. Do you have a report back? I fell asleep towards the end, but it definitely uh, played up her strengths. It was um, very pro Hillary. Do we have the call lines open in case somebody? Yeah, let's open the phone lines. I need to take a break because. Um, but can we do the thing where we put the logo on the screen but keep this going? Yeah. Okay. Give that a try. Alright, so I'll be quick. So are you taking a break? Taking a break. Take a break. But we're not cutting the feed. Okay. So like. <laughs> I, you know, I can read poetry in the meantime. You could read poetry in the meantime if you'd like. Um, yeah. You guys, you know, seem to be getting along quite well. <laughs> Maybe you can just take over the show and I never come back. Is the audio still on? Yeah, for for now. Uh, Cut the audio. Everyone's silent. We'll be back.
Okay. You're back! <laughs> are we on? Yes, we are. Are we libertines or libertarians? What's the difference? Ah, uh, good question. All right, we're back. Uh, I have to take a quick break. Um, I have to crack this on air, I guess. Well, it's a great sound. I know. Just like... Um... All right, so since we have Rod here, unless wait, have we opened up the call lines in case somebody? Yeah, let's open up the call open. lines. They are open. Uh, so we can do that. Feel free to call in. We What's our talk. number? What's our number? Our number is five 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 five. I have our number somewhere. Hey, come I'll down and get Fudgy the Whale. Uh, yeah. We're giving all the greatest deals away here. I'm Laura Pesky, so I have Pepsi <laughs> for everyone. And if you want to open the lines, it's ten past three. That's three past the hour to you and I. Come, hey. <laughs> What are we talking about today, Lauren? Libertarians. All libertarians are the ones that believe in liberty, or at least they say so, but they don't understand how <laughs> corporate culture controls everything, and the overarching power of the corporation makes it so that if you have unfettered capitalism, well, you can't really have liberty, can you now? Oh, look at that. Wow. Right. Very good. That's a very good, um, That's that would be my left critique. It might, oh. get, it might get me 20 minutes to get there to talk about private tyranny versus tyranny. Oh, it's certainly private tyranny. That's an old Chomsky one. By the yeah. way, he's agreed to an interview for the 21st for my new documentary film. Oh. Uh, you might okay. be interested about that one. Um, he's still kicking. One of the big sure things. Is. <laughs> no, so, Don't be mean. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like one of the greatest things, like living thinkers of our time. Um, I've actually never, like, similar to Bernie, um, I've never gotten the chance to actually see him in public. I've had, like, opportunities uh -huh. to, and one thing or another. Sure. But um, the one thing I know about Chomsky is if you send him an email, yeah. You, always like he yeah. will get back to you yeah, no, like it, it doesn't matter who you are like chomsky makes himself available yeah he does um, um uh, one of the things that uh, we actually uh, chatted about a little bit uh was uh, new photos of the uh the anarchist revolution in spain uh had uh, manifested a few months ago and, and since uh, he's a well-known anarchist yeah. uh, sent that off to him and uh he uh said brought back a lot of memories and was uh, very thankful for it. All right, so you did actually a very nice. I couldn't tell if you were trying to be Lauren or not, or you just went off the rails. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's generally what um, I sound but, like. I uh, guess, so right? I came across an article I don't know, <laughs> um, drunkenly one night, which is uh, libertarian ranks swell amongst uh, voter dissatisfaction. And with an ST or NG? Hold on. Wait, what? It says amongst. It's, it's just amid. a pet It's a, oh, okay. Amid. You said amongst. Okay. Never mind. It's a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> ah, there we go. It's a pet peeve. Um, so I guess apparently... Unless we're in England, it's among. The Libertarian Party in Massachusetts. The grammar police. Yeah, oh god, I hate grammar. Grammar is fluid, language is fluid. Yeah, Chomsky will tell you that. I'm just I mean, excited about the swelling over here, so let's uh, go. All right, Libertarian Party, just in Massachusetts, almost 20,000 members as of February, which is uh, more than double um, increase from 2017. Which I guess they had sixty three hundred. So the Libertarian Party is um, exploding in again marginal terms, but still twenty thousand people um, in the state. And I know Berman is a mutual, I'll say, thread between you two. A lot of left organizers here in Boston. Uh, no Berman, really like him. Ponies for all, and all this. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask your Rod's take on the Libertarian Party. Have you? Or are you still a member of the Libertarian Party? I was never a member of the Libertarian Party. I do have a lot of uh, Vermin Supreme stickers. I'll leave a couple here. For, awesome. So then, for can you, uh, before I, I kind of ask you, and maybe we'll get there throughout the point, um, how did you meet Vermin? What is your connection to Vermin? And, and, oh boy. And, and then, 
That's part A. Part B, how is Berman's campaign going for the presidential nomination of the Libertarian Party? Oh, it depends on who you ask. Uh, I guess I officially met Vermin for the first time just online, which I think is kind of how everyone meets him. And I obviously knew of his political exploits and the way that we actively began seeing each other face to face, eye to eye, um, butt to butt, uh, whatever it may be, <laughs> in whichever photo, uh, was that I was working on a documentary film uh, with Tiny the Terrible, uh, whose actual name is uh, Doug Tunstall. Uh, he had ran for mayor for Ducket, Rhode Island in 2006, and I had been documenting his exploits as a side thread. Um, just, I, I'd been doing a narrative film uh, called uh, Monkfish, which was a caper comedy thing. You can see the trailer up on my YouTubes. Uh, but Tiny started running for mayor for Ducket, Rhode Island, and I made a, a film about that called uh, A Man Among Giants. Um, he fancies himself to be a Republican, despite being on welfare, swinging both ways, uh, and all kinds of cognitive dissonance going on. Uh, that said, um, in 2012, uh, Tiny, well, first of all, he was committed to a, like a prison mental hospital a couple times after that against his will, uh, which as much as, uh, you know, he's certainly a paranoid schizophrenic, um, I, you know, I still don't believe that, you know, one should be committed against his will in such a way. Uh, when he was removed, he was then, um, he was arrested in a case of mistaken identity. This guy, Greg, uh, who his mother, who is also a little person, um, had adopted um, as a foster child. Greg is also, they're all little people. Yes, this is all little people. Um, okay. And, uh, this, this is answering the question about Vermin. Okay, because I was saying, at the end of the story, is this person changed their name to Vermin Supreme? No! <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, okay. So I'm, I'm trying to get to go, it. Go, but go, anyhow, go. so it was, it, was an, it was a new film uh, with Tiny uh, about this new lockup. The, it was the mini Mr. T robberies. Greg had started to do his hair as uh, Mr. T and dressed with the gold chains and started doing home invasions. And so when the police got descriptions of this, they just assumed it was Tiny, uh, locked him up, at which point his mom called me, um, and I went and got stealth photos of him, which I brought to the public defender, uh, which then got him out. I brought it to him on a Friday, and they got him out on a Monday. Uh, they had to hire a private detective to pretend that the work which was done was his work, uh, because technically what I was doing, I guess, was stalking. Anyhow, so... Berman was that private detective. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting to see how he answers yeah. the story. <laughs> um, uh, well, uh, Tiny had uh, been doing stop-motion animation uh, to, to make a story about his story, uh, where he was going to the Comic-Cons and getting a lot of celebrities to do the voices. And uh, we had involved Vermin... Uh, as, as a sort of a, um, a a meme expert, if you will. Oh, uh, he is a meme expert. And uh, so, oh, his, his so online game is awesome. Yeah. So, so that was it. Uh, he was a okay. the memeologist so in the tiny film. A... I met him at Rocket uh, Anyway, so. what, what year was that again? Uh, well, so it was 2012 okay. when yeah. Tiny got in trouble, and I think the time. I mean, I've been back and forth with Vermin about it, but I think the time we actually filmed it was 2013. Okay, that's about when. When I met Vernon, too. So, so, all right, Ryan, how did you meet Vernon? Uh, Ravicon. He probably doesn't remember me, but it, it meant a lot to me. I'm, Hi, Vernon. I have no idea nice what Ravicon is. It was a meme convention at MIT uh, back in, like, 2013. Yeah, I met, like, um, Antoine Dodson. 
Nice. Like the high. Yeah, we had a really in-depth conversation. What, what in the butt guy? No, no. Oh, he wasn't there. I would have no. loved to meet him though. No, Antoine Dodson was the hide your kids, hide your wife. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can run and tell that. Yeah, oh, you can oh, run and tell that because like you know they out here like raping everybody. No, no. I, yeah. I remember how, so. So it was a convention at MIT that used to happen yearly, um, where like Tron guy was there. Uh-huh. Like these people would come and give talks, and I was there with the pirate party, and uh, some people were speaking on hacktivism that I was friends with. So I went. Moot was there from 4chan. All these sort of like crazy characters. Oh, good. Yeah, I know. We kind of. He hates me, um, really? and he's still pretty. Um, and and then we just have conventions at MIT for all yeah. the internet people. Yeah, basically. And so I first met Vermin there. I think I can pull up a picture from Facebook if I look mm. hard enough. Uh, I and I was wearing like a bunch of like free Bradley Manning stuff because I was kind of there as more an activist. But um, don't get name. I know, right? I know, but it was literally the At pin that time, said know, that. Like this is like this is a relic. This is a this right. is like OG, mm. you know, uh, jail support situation. But um, uh, Antoine Johnson, I actually got an extremely in depth uh, personal conversation with. Because I bought him a cigarette. Because I was like, so how's your sister? Hide the kids, hide your wife. Yeah, because I was like, so how's your sister doing? And he's like, you know, no one ever asked me that. I'm like, dude, that sounds like a really traumatic experience. <laughs> like somebody broke into her house and like, you know, assaulted her and like everyone made it into a joke. He's like, I know, right? Like, but he ends up getting like a reality show. And she's doing really well because they made a bunch of money back then. You know, so it all seemed to work out. But he was very, we had like this very like, you know, he was talking about different Dramatic things that you know, and uh, we had we had a nice conversation. Me and Vermin, we had a nice picture I can dig up. But uh, and then Herb, have you ever met Vermin? Do you have a Vermin yeah, Herb, story? Yeah, Herb's met Vermin. Yeah, I think uh, through I think it was at the Out of the Blue Gallery or some event once or something. Yeah. I can't remember too well. Some kind of art show. Yeah, I like know you got pictures with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all of Herb's stories end like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, some yeah. art show. I don't know. Yeah. I can't and remember. The other time, last time I saw Vermin was um, Straight Pride. Right. So that and, was actually my first time seeing him after learning his his name for the first time like the day before. Oh. So I'm very out of it where it comes to his call. Oh yeah, he's been around. Like, um, oh no, and like in a lot of if like, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and, like a lot of left mm-hmm. activists in Boston, for whatever yeah. reason, his name is now into my zeitgeist, and people are just like, oh, I love Vermin. Oh, you see what Vermin did? So he's everywhere. Yeah. Um, actually, so before you get back to that original question, which is part B, how is he doing in the libertarian? Um, presidential primaries or whatever the hell they call it um you've never been a member of the libertarian party no can you just give our audience a very it bothers me that people think that too well, because again <laughs> i so i know you th- through lauren i know you through yeah. jeffrey epstein and uh, i know <laughs> you guys were on the private jet together you, to the island you, you, yeah. you are right. on little saint james that's how we all, all right. know you Hey, listen, if we want to play that game, <laughs> she used to hang out with Tim Pool. Now, Tim oh, Pool, the connection there oh. is his whole Epstein. He was thought I was the greatest performance ever after I did the Epstein thing in Miami, well, uh, I mean, which is kind of weird. It was kind of the greatest nah, performance I, ever. I don't know about that. Uh, but. It was a pretty great <laughs> All right, get back to it. So okay, you've never, you never been a member, but Four I'm chain. sure. I'm sure. Tim Pool. Sure <laughs> so, yeah, Tim Pool is the guy who made Fortune, right? No. No, no, no. That was Moot. That was Moot. That was But no, no. Tim Pool is. He used to kind of be on our side, like, or live streaming back in Occupy, and he kind of, like, went weird alt-right. Yeah, a lot and, of you internet people did. And, yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know how all this happened, um, but he's it's... an acceleration. Yeah, he's an acceleration. Okay, he's an acceleration. So I've heard... I, I, okay. Can, <laughs> now, rephrasing it. Rephrasing it for some education. 
Um, are you able to? Wait, just... no, he does have that prepper you thing now, though. He does have prepper. He does. He's have got the prepper kit. stuff. It's, he's not hiding it anymore. It's not have, a secret. It's not just talk. He's he's pushing prepper stuff. He's a snake oil salesman, and now the coronavirus is around. I what mean, is it's prepper? perfect. Uh, preparing for the apocalypse. Oh, okay. It's like uh, we're down in the bunker, as we are. Yeah. Uh, but then we'd have a stockpile of MR15s over here. I try to find my vermin picture, yeah. but Jeez. it involves scrolling through a lot. So uh, my entire hard drive is full of vermin. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to find the one when I was just a young little internet. But okay, oh, the Libertarian Party, uh-huh. growing massively in Massachusetts, mm. getting a lot of memes, probably from vermin. You think? What uh-huh. is the Libertarian Party's platform? What is this party? Uh, well, the big things that I'd say about their party are they are uh, pro-guns, uh, love to f-, f young women, uh, all drugs. Uh, and, they don't. Um, they don't. They don't get to. I didn't say they get to, <laughs> but like, there's this whole like age of consent thing that's yeah, always that's a, um, No, so so, it, so it's like a sex and drugs and guns is kind of where and no taxes. It, that those are the four big planks, if I had to say. And, you, I mean, you can look at the varying degrees of ick uh, surrounding that. Uh, obviously, on the left libertarian spectrum, you've got people like Noam Chomsky, who's yeah. described himself as such, anarcho-syndicalism, et cetera, et cetera. On the right side uh, would be the anarcho-capitalists, um, uh, who are some of the uh, most ick factor guys. Uh, and then you've are those got, like, the, like the Ayn Rand people? Not even. They're like yes. the black and white triangle. You've got like a... Like the flag, black and white. Yeah, they're the yellow and black. Yeah, Um, yellow and black flag. uh, But you got people like Arvind Vora, who's, uh, as far as I can tell, uh, is evidently an educator. uh, But however, one of his big uh, platform planks is about age of consent. And every now and then, uh, being friends with them now, uh, some of them on Facebook, um, these questions come up. For instance, John McAvee uh, recently uh, endorsed Furman Supreme. Of course, he's totally off the deep end uh, but I, I had to make the point the vermin just remember he's accused of murder in Belize uh, they, oh, he was shit. ordered uh, to pay a 25 million dollar uh, wrongful death suit uh, and is basically on the lamb uh, somewhere on the high seas uh, vermin I think very wisely uh, didn't respond to his request to be his a VP <laughs> um, but did say something to the effect of well you know maybe you can be my uh, president of vice I know, it was a, I know it was a, gi- a joke, uh, but... He offered him a position in his cabinet? It was a joke position. I mean, that's the whole thing that okay. with the Libertarian Party. It's all a joke, and I've made this point. <laughs> but, but, but are there yeah. actually people who are part of the Libertarian Party that take it serious? Like, like the same people yes. like, that I interact with at, like, Democratic State Committee caucuses that, like, yes. they think this is, like, the world, and... Right, yes. and, and the thing is, is that uh, there are so many people that are uh, behind Vermin uh, feeling as though this is a real candidacy and he's really going to take it all the way. Um, that Vermin will say to me, it's like, it's beyond my control. I'm just an idea now. Uh, you know, the boot is, it's this an- antenna or lightning rod for this kind of weird thought pattern, and it attracts these people, and I don't know what to do. I just keep showing up at the things. <laughs> and, um, uh, and they say the weird stuff they say, and I try to stay away from the icky people. And, and like, I, I actually, I really, because I still learning about, you know, like, how you do what you do in terms of, like, your, I'll call it performance art, or, like, how you, like, raise attention to uh, some of these larger factors. 
And like I'm looking at what Vermin Supreme does, I haven't really had the pleasure of meeting him. But I actually like how he interacts online, and like in how he responds to some people who are messaging him because he's very consistent. It seems like. Mm, I would beg to I mean, differ. So, 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 yeah, yeah, I, like, don't I don't know. Again, I'm working off of one to two percent of knowledge of who Vermin is, what his actual platform is, what his yeah. actual goals are. But I like I I like some of his responses to people messaging him saying, "Can you um, endorse Bernie Sanders?" I like he gives good answers to that. What uh, can you give an, an example? Yeah. which are basically he's sticking to the Democratic and Republican parties are both equally corrupt, and it is meaningless to follow into. I would agree with that. So, and, and again, like I don't have, um, I don't uh, believe that personally. In some some levels, I do. Some levels, I don't. Yes, I've seen your show. Exactly, <laughs> but but I I can value what like what he is trying to get some people to recognize, which I actually think are positives in a little bit. Uh huh. But, um, and I, I don't want to turn this into. Uh, uh, is yeah, if we're gonna do thing. a Vermin Supreme show, let's just have Vermin Supreme on the show. Hey, I I, call I tweeted him last night because he, <laughs> he said he wanted to go on Chapo, and I said you can always just come <laughs> on our show. Like, you can't get on Chapo. <laughs> um, no, they invited him. If, I, I did a little interview with the Chapo guys did after, you really? after the yeah Michael Moore came out and they were doing a podcast, and uh, I I said hey, will you do a little interview? And they did. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, do you remember who you spoke to? <laughs> two men yeah, two white men that's 80 percent of the crew i'm giving up on my vermin supreme photo hunt but i do have a nice photo of me and tommy wiseau oh can we that's see badass yeah. can i share this yeah i know yeah who's tommy tommy wiseau the guy uh, from the, the, room the room. bad act yeah. yeah it's my favorite movie really of course of course it is. Besides Naked Lunch, which I'm, I'm wearing, cat. I'm wearing a Naked Lunch shirt right Did now. Did you see my Naked Lunch meme? I, I... Yes, I, I like. I appreciate all the Naked Lunch memes. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's that's my favorite. Um, uh, I'll post it in the chat. A link to it. There you go. Know. All right, so you're gonna be busy in some capacity heading down to Florida. But now that no, no, I'm no, 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 no. I'm waiting to hear what they have to say first. I, yeah. I'm I'm not just going to Florida because they say <laughs> I have to report. <laughs> kidding me but all right because it seems like you you were very active in new hampshire during the new hampshire primary yeah um what is next in terms of because i, I know you also produce art do you have any art in the studio right now mm, not unless someone puts some up that, that he doesn't know, know about, about. <laughs> <laughs> uh well because like the studio we're at like they just did a whole new yeah. thing but anyway yeah, yeah. um do you have any shows coming up any art Exhibits, I'm gonna call it. Documentary showings. What Do is you that have any out? like hits coming in terms of like? Um... Are you dropping a new hit album? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to? I don't know what you all. <laughs> in my <laughs> mind now, you, like your now professional title in my mind is like a docu a documentarian or maybe a video photographer or whatever. The... Video photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. A meme expert. I don't know. You have hit the limit over there. Yeah. <laughs> the video yeah, I have no idea. Like, like <laughs> what would you define your? Uh... I don't define myself. Uh, whenever you, I would ask, what do you mean by I or you? Uh, oh God! Yeah, are yeah. you attached to yourself? So he's Evan? a philosopher. What are words really? <laughs> he's a philosopher. Um, and we got to put on the sound of rain and some light Peruvian flute music. <laughs> yeah, can you cue that up, Herb? Let's get that didgeridoo going. Uh, I think the overarching term would be artist. Uh, you know, we, I mean, within that, there's. Is writing. I have my uh, my book, which I still uh, haven't found a publisher for. Uh, I have, mag maggots. You know, I have read it. I've read segments of it. I didn't finish it. 
it's it's very naked lunch. But no, not naked lunch. It's it's very infinite jest. Okay. But not infinite jest. <laughs> it's it's David it's Foster. It's, it's David Foster Wallace covers a campaign, but with Little Hunter S. Thompson. You should just have me write your blurbs. Sure. Yeah, you know, like I can be like, I think this is all of my favorite things, and then okay, you'll be a bestseller. All right, I'll put, uh, <laughs> but like, what's your next thing? Are you showing? Is it yeah. documentary well, hold on. festival? Now we have to say on the book. Plug your book. What's your book you wrote? Uh, wow, well, I'm still looking for a publisher for that. So okay. that's about the uh, 2016 uh, thing. Uh, I I really view the case with Trump as a piece of performance art. Uh, I just uh, penned a deal uh, with Indie Rights Distribution for This Is Vermin Supreme, which is a 2016 Vermin Supreme film. Uh, I've been filming, as you know, on the <laughs> New Hampshire primary trail as, as well as South Carolina for a potential new 2020 film. Uh, do, we which... have any, do we have any clips? <laughs> sure. Because I, I, I actually question. did want to get to this. I have a question. Yeah, okay. Is This Is Vermin Supreme a sequel to Who Is Vermin Supreme? In a sense, yeah. Oh. I mean, uh, but in a larger sense, it's actually just outtakes takes from Flowers for Peace, uh, <laughs> which was my 2016 thing about bringing flowers to all the candidates. I ended up having so much footage of Vermin that I called them up and said, hey, do you want me to make this into a movie too? We started and... GoFundMe and get Steve Ondrick back and we can all make documentary. Yeah. Like... Have, I'm be honest, a... I've been Googling videographer <laughs> trying to figure yeah. out what... If that's a word, yeah, it's not. Apparently not. It's not, no. All right, well, hey, as we said... <laughs> I thought we were hinting at that. Ch Chomsky <laughs> agrees with me, language is fluid. It is, true. Videographer is and, and, and naked lunch agrees with me, language yeah. is a virus. Yeah, Chomsky will tell you, if you go uh, go back to the old age, before uh, borders uh, were a thing, uh, national borders, sure. uh, that uh, going between uh, Italy and... Uh, France, uh, that there would just be a mutation from uh, one set of words to the next, yeah. and it wasn't there was a wasn't a hard distinction. Um, so the idea of a national language is somewhat laughable uh, up until modern times, where English obviously exploded as a result of uh, American imperialism, and of course uh, that was just an extension of the British Empire. So now we have the American Empire and the radio and airplanes. And the printing press and language of the virus and evolves well, and moving on. I want to see yeah, clips. Yeah, blah blah blah. I want to yeah, see okay, clips. Yeah, clips. Stop getting all intellectual, you guys. No, no, but, but because the, the, <laughs> the, sorry. No, no, because the language as borders is actually like a very important thing to understand. That like the framing of a nation state is a very new concept, and before yeah. the only because it's bullshit. It, 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 and because before the only type of grouping you could possibly have. Um, this is like historically looking at is really just the evolution of languages and how languages are used to saying yeah. it would be like French and then like Frenchish and then like French Germanish and yeah. then Germanish and then German and then like and that was it. Right. <laughs> so but, I actually read a book on this um, in prison <laughs> by a, yeah. man, a man named uh, Noam, uh, Noam Chomsky, all about uh, yeah. the development of language and uh, like transformative transformational analysis of language so i could go into that in an entire episode we could do I that should. if we, we wanted to stay here all night i, I don't i i have had no, too no. many beers no way to no. get into you haven't that had enough and uh, about computational analysis of language and what makes it up and whether to tell something's a real language or not that was very fascinating to me and it was enjoyable prison reading anyway well what is how do you determine uh, I don't know. It's a there's like a algorithm. I, I'm not actually a computer scientist. I didn't go to MIT. I just there's an algorithm for that. Yeah, there's an app for that. I think at this point. But I want to see clips about the campaign yes. trail. Uh, can you go on my Twitter feed, Herb? Can I, we play I, Twitter I, clips? Yeah. I, well, I assume Herb is in charge, right? Yeah, Herb is yeah. in charge. 
Because there's some really great videos. I, I know you told me to, to pick a bunch before I came, but... It, it <laughs> then always, you didn't. It, no, well, it always feels weird. I didn't even... What would I do? Just have a bunch of clips, then mail them to Herb? Uh, just, or send them to me or Herb. Yeah. That's no, basically what we do. No, it's, it's not as chaotic. Okay, well, you know what? <laughs> We'll so, test it in production. So just yeah, just go to Twitter uh, Rod Weber R O D W E B B E R. Um, that yeah, that first one is obviously the the big hit, and then you can just uh, click the the media thing, and that there's tons of clips there. Um, oh, but right. Right, as Herb is Herb that finding out, it. I um I, I asked you, and I don't know if you know the numbers, but so how did Vermin do in Massachusetts for the Libertarian Party? Yeah. Don't know if they had Massachusetts yet. Yeah, yeah no, he was in Massachusetts. Yeah. He was on the ballot. Herb voted for him. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. If, if, if you were no, no, well, that but no, that was the Democratic primary. No, yes. no so but no, like, the Libertarian primary. So, but during the same time, you could really? also have chosen a Libertarian ballot. Let's see. Like I, I bailed on all that because they, uh, they were just roping me into too many things. And although uh, you know, left libertarianism, uh, anarcho syndicalism is something. That I could get down with the party itself is it's just it's full of too many. Oh, you should have seen the names on that ballot. You had that guy like so. Oh, I was actually pissed. There's a guy whose middle name is Taxation is Theft. Yeah, yeah, Dan Berman. Yeah, I was like, how the hell did Rod Epstein didn't kill himself? Weber not get on the ballot? Which, uh, because you have to file with the FEC. Oh. Which clip did you want me to show? I don't know. Just pick some stuff. Oh, I want to see. I want to see Joe Biden wrote the Patriot Act. Can I quickly just say, as I was trying to Google the results, I typed in Vermin Supreme Massachusetts. For the Google selection versus people all people also ask, where is Roman Supreme now? Is Vermin Supreme still alive? <laughs> is Vermin Supreme a libertarian? And what is Vermin Supreme's real name? <laughs> Those are the top four. Well, I'm gonna click is he still alive? Yes. Pretty, pretty sure he is. Yeah. Yep. He's killing it right now. Yeah. Um So uh that would be the it's the first clip. If you want the one Lawrence. Very first one. I like Joe Biden. It's, it's, it's the pinned. Oh, uh, gotcha. My pinned tweet. It felt good. Here it goes. Hold on. Sorry. Do you want to set this up? What is this clip? Uh, so, it's New Hampshire primaries. Um, Joe Biden has uh, many, many times uh, said that, uh, or he's taking credit for writing the Patriot Act, uh, which by and large uh, he did write the majority of that. Um, he also had a lot to do with the 1996 crime bill. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a big plagiarist. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like we hop in the, you know, the car. Dave's driving up, and I cut my guitar and kind of noodle around with. He stole different... like the personal story of some British politician. Oh yeah, it's like, JFK. <laughs> I mean... It's like my father was in the coal mine, and like, literally just reading the, yeah. like the script of someone else's life. It was no the weirdest thing I've ever seen in America. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, all right. there you go. Joe Biden wrote the Patriot Act. Now we're all screwed. There's nothing to do. Joe Biden works with segregationists. Now we're all screwed. There's nothing to do. We're all screwed. Joe Biden is bringing us down the big hill. We're all going down. Joe Biden, who wrote the Patriot Act. Now we're all screwed. The country is screwed. 
KKK uh, exalted Cyclops Robert Bird. Do I need to say any more? So, so then that's wh- it. So why is he leaving? That, why is right now he's polling ahead of Bernie in Michigan? Mind body? control, man. I mean, it's the corporate <laughs> media. It's just pumping it out that he's the one. He's oh, we got to beat Donald Trump, and he's the only one who can do it. It's straight up mind control. Drinking the Kool Aid. They dumped a bunch of that crap in the reservoir at all the minority or lefty kind of dates and they're like oh bernie sanders is a socialist oh my god and like all of a sudden like their bibles are setting on fire and there's bedlam in the street you know this is this is kind of the way they're talking about it but being down in the south carolina primaries um this dude couldn't i mean barely fill a high school gymnasium (coughs) until until he won the south carolina primaries and I showed up at his thing in Virginia, then all of a sudden this thing is packed and there's people just flooding out of it. Uh, so it says to me that there are other forces at work, uh, which you don't see the way that they frame the cameras. Obviously Donald Trump is pretty famous for saying, oh, they never turn the cameras around and see the crowd, which is false. Uh, but there, there is a bit of that going on in the way that they shoot these things. And there's, I mean, there's, there's so much at these events that you get live that you you can never you can never get by just watching the television set. If you watch some of the other things, like um, I basically say to Joe Biden, one another point uh, that hey, you know, how does it feel having written the Patriot Act, and ushering in a thousand years of George Orwell? That I'm talking about 9/11 <laughs> and people in Guantanamo Bay. Um, but the thing is, is that the effort that even the lowest level employee puts into it shows that they are hell bent on getting their person in there. And if they don't get them in, they don't have their job, they don't, they're not doing any of the things that they want to do. All their aspirations are crushed. So everyone on every level is doing all the craziest stuff to mess with you. And you don't, you don't get that from the TV. So, so it's not just the crowds, it's the way that everyone behaves on every level all around. And you just, you don't see that on TV. It's like surreal. It's utterly surreal. And that's what, that's what I'm saying. If it, it's, so, uh, I mean, it's, I was trying to create a, a, a narrative arc, uh, which is a little bit larger in my overall documentary, which is why I brought up the Patriot Act a second time. But it's so it just coincidentally mm-hmm. happens to be that one where they're staging a, a an arrival of Joe Biden getting to this place in Charleston, mm-hmm. South Carolina. And it looks like 
you know, they're going to a ceremony to worship Moloch, the owl god, with all these <laughs> flashlights in this low light. Um, and it's a public place. And so I spotted them before he's about to give this little speech in the high school gymnasium. So I just started following. And, you know, one of the um, employees or the staff say, well, you know, you're, you know, you're press. And of course, yeah, I'm press. And like, oh, well, you have to be, uh, you have to go to the press area. You got to go around the back. This is, um, this is just a private thing, right? And I'm like, yeah, it's not really how the First Amendment works. And so they called up a bunch of people. And um, getting around to the other side of the building, it was just kind of this narrow doorway. And the woman was standing in the doorway. And she says, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call, uh, you know, the higher ups. At which point she got on the phone. And I just did, yoink. I just jumped just jumped right through that doorway, uh, which pissed them all off uh, greatly. And they made an announcement that, oh, well, there's going to be this guy here. Um, and so you know, the police and the security are all gathering around and they're asking for my credentials. And hey, is this Nazi Germany? That kind of thing. Um, it's just the stuff that you will never, ever, ever see on television. And That's like when you were calling with us the other week, they were like giving you yeah. a hard time. Yeah. Also. Do you have any uh, predictions for either tomorrow, or do you think he'll be the Democratic nominee? Uh, he will not be the Democratic nominee. You don't think so? Joe Biden? Oh, oh, oh Biden? No. Biden. Oh, okay, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I thought we were fixated on uh, Bernie. No, 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 no. Stay, stay with Biden. Yeah, uh, that would be my guess. Yeah. What they're looking at. I mean, you know, unless he just has so many medical problems, uh, which is another thing that I saw... I hate to cite Fox News, but uh, that's the, the weird thing is some of the progressives now sharing uh, things from Fox News because Fox News yeah. is the only one will share it. But uh, so he had done a bunch of the medical tests and uh, <clears throat> using the yellow highlighter, one of the things was he did everything except the cognitive skills section. <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, so he passed everything with flying colors except cognitive skills so um, I, I haven't um seen this yet is this like did they like release his physical that, that was from like, like last year or something i don't this was like an hour before i got here okay interesting and is it real or is it i awesome? honest i didn't have a chance to vet it i'm but i'm i mean so if, i wouldn't be surprised if i had to guess like they released his like medical like his last physical like was probably maybe last year that like they make that public and then well, he, he also had like a couple brain aneurysms when he was 40, which is now close to 40 years ago. Yeah. Oh, um, so it's it's not like he's a, like a shining example of health. I mean, like, obviously, <laughs> certainly not mental health. No, he is right. mental health professional. But we can say we're just subjectively. It looks like he is in what we can refer to as cognitive decline. Yeah, I think that's an okay statement. And yeah. they're changing the debate rules. I don't know if you saw I, this. Of course. So there's, um, we have the election tomorrow, which is incredibly important um, for Bernie to really have any chance is for Michigan and for Washington. And then there is a debate. Uh, I'm going to say the 15th. I uh, think it's uh, tomorrow. The, the, the debate. No, no. So the election is tomorrow. The debate, debate? is, um, I think, next Saturday or Sunday. And they changed the format. So. Um, they will now be sitting down, and they will only be accepting pre-approved questions from the audience. I love Pete Buttigieg from the fishbowl. And they're going to, like, shoot. <laughs> so it's no longer standing on the lights, rapid fire. You have people kind of grilling you because... Right. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Are they doing that because everybody was yelling over each other last time? That uh, was the worst run debate ever. Um, no, um, so, like, well, one, you wouldn't have that problem because now there's only be, be two people on the stage. And then second, they're doing that because they recognize that Biden will not 
be able to function in that. The only reason, and I, like one thing that sucks is like most people who vote don't watch the debates. People like me watch the mm-hmm. debates whose minds are already made up. But still, debates do matter. You can look at how Bloomberg, uh, his numbers got completely destroyed after the debates because he did horrible. Biden has not had to actually present during the debates. That's true. It, because it's been like Klobuchar versus yeah. Pete versus uh, Bernie versus Warren. He just hangs back. Yeah. He has like one of the yeah. lowest speaking times out of any of them. He doesn't even true. care so, about So it. like the only like quote unquote hope, not the only, so we'll see how Michigan goes, is that Bernie versus Biden, two people, two to three hours, let's say, like they would have to just report on Biden can't equip, but now they're changing the format. So he'll have all the questions ahead of time. He'll just read off the script. I mean, that was just like Romney and Obama back in the day. This is uh, this yeah. is nothing new. Yeah. It's, it's no, like they're yeah. both getting their paychecks from the same place, the big corporations, and they pretend like uh, you know they aren't. What about Tulsi? <laughs> they they erased her uh, by CNN uh, changing the rules yeah, the, yeah, back they, in the New Hampshire primary. Yeah, they, they, they erased they, her. It is funny that they changed the rules in two different directions. One was to let Bloomberg on the stage, which actually behind the scenes, I heard somebody from Warren's camp was championing it because they knew that it, it would like give Warren life to hit him. But that's kind of like inside of baseball. But the second was they changed the rules so that Tulsi didn't qualify. Which is like, it's so weird. Like, well, the, they're the silence doing it again. Yeah, yeah, they they again. No, yeah. yeah. because she was, I think, supposed to qualify. And yeah, she got two delegates. It. Yeah. Uh, I don't get the media hate of her. If you can't be just, I, like, I, I really didn't I, follow her I, campaign I, I, as okay, much. Okay, well, then you haven't followed her campaign. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she's straight, when, so. They've been uh, calling her I, a Russian bot. No, no, at, so, at so the last event. I know Hillary did that. And, like, it kind of makes sense, like, why the. Sure, and Tulsi responded that Hillary Clinton is the queen of warmongers. At the last event where I saw um, Tulsi, she uh, was asked by one of the audience members uh, whether there should be uh, new trials for 9-11, which is actually uh, one of the things on my list that I was planning to ask her that day. And I thought, oh my God, like, uh, someone beat me to it. Uh, But it was okay. She took a couple minutes to talk to me afterwards, and I got a more detailed one-on-one with her. Um, Which is great for a presidential candidate. Absolutely. And uh, when you start talking that way, like you're you're out. There's uh, yeah. there, there's no way that you can talk like that and be considered by the establishment because the establishment doesn't want that coming up. It's the greatest crime in modern U.S. history, and there hasn't been an open trial for it. Now there have been um, quiet military tribunals uh, which are secretive and no one knows anything about, um, and. Uh, I think, you know, Tulsi Gabbard is very sensibly um, backing up the Franklin Square Fire Department, uh, who have now for a year, they've been asking to open up a new investigation into this. Uh, These were the people, the eyewitnesses that saw this stuff with their their own eyes are saying it's BS. It's been BS for 20 years or whatever it's been close to 20 years. Mm -hmm. And um, how hard is it? Uh, you know, to do a solid uh, for these people that put everything on the line. Now, I'm, and I'm not going to get into any of the conspiracy theories as to who it was. It's just simply, if you have a democracy, you have a functioning representative government, you have to have trials for crimes. If you don't, it's shenanigans. There was a 9-11 commission. Yeah, there was a 9-11 commission, but that was not a trial. Right. It was, um, and this it, is the thing. It was like a book report that was done. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. And so the thing is that you have to understand about commissions Commissions are not trials. The, thing, the reason that you know Jack Ruby went and killed um, Oswald is then then only one side gets to present their case, and that's why law has a defense and a prosecution. Yeah. So basically, when you have the, uh, a 9/11 commission and the NIST report and IST, 
um, basically, it's only the prosecution, uh, I'm sorry, the defense in this case, or it's only the United States presenting their version of events. You don't have anyone pushing back. There, there won't be a trial. There will be a settlement in 20 years. Maybe. Because look at, like, there's a lot of stuff that happened with, like, the CIA, like, you know, year, 20 years ago or 30 years ago, where there were settlements later on, admissions of fault, but they wouldn't really do... And so said, the most, negligible. The most yeah. optimistic view of the future of America is 20 to 40 to 80 years from now, there is some sort of, um, like, settlements or done. Again, I'm not touching... They did it for a lot of the CIA Right now, I'm not stuff, touching 9-11 like, in, in, in any capacity for the things. I can go off on, like... But there is, there is stuff that we've admitted we've done. <laughs> no, like, no, but it, it's incredibly that. optimistic to think that we'll still have the structure to, like... <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> to, to, to like be like, oh, we were wrong with this, and here's some money. If we still have that structure, then I will be thrilled. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> and no, everyone has to stop um, caring enough for but, them to do it quietly. That's what happened I mean, with Eric Olson. I guess maybe Tulsi would like Jericho. this too. He's gonna throw himself out the window because he, he gave him LSD. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. after everybody stops threw himself. Oh yeah, Eric Olson. Or got pushed out the window. And I know we're on like tangent mode right now, but uh, two different points. One, did you see like the um. The CIA, like, it finally got leaked that, like, a lot of people were involved in that DEA agent who got killed. And, like, so, like, the Netflix series, Narcos, it, like, it, it talks about how there's a DEA agent. My browser isn't new enough okay. to watch Netflix. So, there was, like, a DEA agent. Well, like, I'm too poor. This really happened. And, like, they like, based, like, the show off this thing. Like, this DEA agent was, like, tortured and killed. And then it, like, spawned this massive response of the U.S. escalating uh, the war on drugs. And then it was very recently revealed that the C, like the DEA agent, like the CIA, helped the drug the drug cartels, yeah. like isol- like target that oh, person shit. because he stumbled upon the CIA working with the cartels to like do the. And this is all like public record, like d- doing like the uh, like the cocaine shipments to California. Like the CIA was working with the drug cartels, and this DEA agent. Um, like stumbled upon it, and the CIA got him brutally tortured and killed. Yeah. Oh, sure. So, all right, and, and, again, you can watch any of Daniel Sheehan's lectures. I mean, he is one of the lawyers yeah. that was uh, in, involved in the Nixon stuff. Uh, he was involved in Iran Contra. He was in, involved in Three Mile Island, uh, and he'll explain to you that uh, the Watergate burglars had checks in their breast pockets that were for the assassination squads, which were associated with the, the groups that were trying to assassinate. Uh, Castro, uh, which was then associated with uh, those who uh, potentially killed Kennedy. Um, now, there's no proof of anything one way or the other, but there's a lot of evidence that's really damn fishy and iffy. Uh, just like with Jeffrey Epstein, there's a lot of fishy stuff out there. I can't say one way or the other. They just um, found a gun. And... Yeah, they just found a loaded gun. <laughs> a loaded gun. Um, uh, I mean, ac- according to the uh, In the jail? Yeah, in the jail. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I you didn't see that. that. Yeah. yeah, according to the forensics expert, I mean, like, uh, Epstein's eyes were all bloodshot, which is consistent uh, with ch- choking or strangulation. Oh, I mean, he uh, definitely was strangled. I think we can. Okay, well, I, 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 mean, yeah, I mean, we can go on and on about, you know, the various things. Yeah, we cannot. Uh, this is a rabbit hole I, I, need, to, uh, I need to put in. Sorry. Um, Let's go no, back I mean, to I rent. Want, well, Let's I talk about to... taxation being sexy. There we go. Oh, my God. You guys going to strip again? Wait, wait, hold on. Everyone missed that segment earlier. On that note, on that note. So how much? Okay, mm. so we just started um, multicasting on like multiple platforms today. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So we've, we're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, we're on Periscope and Facebook this Live. This is our third tech episode. I am going to break the fourth wall here and be like, uh, "Is this a real person? Because their name is Max John Two Thousand Five, 
on Twitch saying, had such a shit day. It's 2 a.m. and I can't sleep. Aw. Wait, no, where are you at where it's 2 a.m.? Exactly. It would have to be... Exactly. Well, it's 10, and it's, 4 and it's, hours. Oh, yeah, in Greenland? It's right after Wanna Become Famous by followers, primes, and viewers. Ah, oh, that's oh, well, yeah. No, but it's a, different, it's a different account. Oh, okay. But, like, I'm, I'm trying to get this person to respond to me now because, like, are you a real person? Where did you come from? Or are you, like, a weird... Bot? Yeah, bot. So, I don't know. It, uh, I, don't, I don't know what they're going for <laughs> um, with that. I've never used Twitch. Real singles are in your area, man. So, okay. Anyway, I also want to discuss a couple other things. We were talking about prisons. We were talking about Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. I want to talk about other issues in New York prison system right now. Oh, yeah. Um, thing. Yes. I, Evan, you took over my show today. <laughs> I had other things I want to talk about. Um, it's my fault. It's not your fault. Yeah, I blame You're you. the special guest. And special. Evan had you on a bit early. He decided you existed. You didn't tell me don't talk to him when he sits down. <laughs> I know. We, didn't use it. We, didn't, we, we always make hand signals and then we never use them. No, yeah. We have such bad. Okay, Mercury goes out of retrograde at the end of the night, so everything's going to be better. No one knows that. Keep going. What, what's <laughs> going on in prisons? There are people that know about that. Thank you. Thank you. It really, really messes with me. Every, Herb knows. Herb's on his phone. You know how weird I've been for like a month? Yes. yes, exactly. Thank you. Um, okay. So, I want to talk about... Uh, so, we were going to talk about... It's the end of the world. Coronavirus yeah. is here closing in on us. Thank God. And um, <laughs> Herb is just looking forward to the end. It can't come quick enough. Um, so, it's been in, you know, closing in on New York. Um, and hand sanitizer is basically out of stock everywhere. So, uh, one of the things that uh, the governor, Cuomo, decided was that he would use his private prison... For prison labor to uh, create hand sanitizer. Corecraft is part of the State Department's corrections and community supervision that manufactures products from license plate to pillows, and now they make hand sanitizer, which is 75% alcohol. Um, the uh, prison uh, population that works for these manufacturing companies, granted, these are also private prisons, they can get a starting wage of 16 cents an hour. Yeah! This is hand sanitizer. Maybe they can make sixty-five cents an hour. Can you imagine that we have a system of private prisons where you can have workers making a product and then pay them six? Like, Called slavery. Yeah. yeah. I well, mean, I mean, literally written into the Fourteenth Amendment, which which says you um, we can have slavery for prisons. Like like that's yeah. part of it in the Fourteenth Amendment. If you yeah. read Starting it. wage in Framingham is twenty-five cents, but you have to sew American flags, and the irony oh. is brutal. Got to um, get arrested in Framingham then. Yeah. Well, if you go to women's prison, that's the women's prison manufacturing job. Um, and but the irony is more painful than the wage differentiation. Anyway, I hate these prison manufacturing jobs. Um, the fact but that I that's also... allowed is insane. Well, in a state prison, like, it's it's a little different. There are some. It, it, this is a private a private corporation. Oh, actually, there are private corporations who contract with Massachusetts prisons to produce products um, with this kind of labor. Uh, the the thing is, you do want something to do. I'm not going to knock that you need something to do while you're in there. So, and the commissary prices are so, like, inflated. It costs, like, like $4 for a freaking pack of ramen. So it's, you know, extremely expensive to buy a toothbrush, like, decent, like, you know, hair conditioner, like, you know, like, body wash that isn't, like, state-made, which is disgusting. And all that stuff that you get on commissary is super overpriced. So you do want to work to get this money if you don't have anybody giving you money. But... But what's happening is, so these people during a crisis are being charged to produce, they should be making minimum wage, first of all. So 
right. Okay, let's go. What do you think? No, no. I mean, I, let's just let them all out, first of all, okay? But... Yeah, I mean, there's too many layers to it. One is yeah. to, A, to let them all out. You can easily release 95, 99% of a prison population. It would have no um, difference of, of public safety if you had, like, national safety net. Especially in Birmingham. But where they would live and eat, whatever. Um, but... Like so, we're going through the coronavirus right now, which can absolutely. It's be a crisis. Right There's no hand sanitizer. They're creating hand sanitizer, and also they cannot use it. Yes. Because it's got alcohol in it. And and you can absolutely link that to uh, the climate crisis, and the reason of how the coronavirus developed is 100% because of both capitalism and deforce, uh, deforestation, the climate patterns of certain animals are now out of uh, whack, so they're getting closer to uh, people populations where basically somebody ate a deer and they shouldn't have. Whatever. But but now we're using prisoners to fight that. We're using yes. prisoners to fight the fires out in California. And they can never the, get a job at the fire department the, after they do the, that. Like, after they get the skills and do the thing, they cannot get a job on the force. Like, we, we've designed a system, and like we use um, immigrant populations for this also, and other marginalized groups. But like we just have a how many people right now incarcerated in the United States? The real question like is, how many people are getting Lyme disease from those deers you're talking about? Because <laughs> we need to get them with the coronavirus people. Right? <laughs> like, so, like, oh, yeah. like, we just have, like, we created a system where you just have a pool of three to four million people that now we can use to fight these things. We can use to develop the hand sanitizer that we need. We can yeah. use to fight the uh, fires out of California. But the thing is, you're not going to not do it. Oh, sorry. Just the table. No, no. You're not going to not do system. it when that's you're in there. World. Yeah. When you're in I mean, there. I mean, but that's also part of the system. I know, and it sucks. Yeah. It's it just, sucks. Um, and I hate it, and I'm I'm upset. And oh, I, I you're going to have us end the show on like a down note. No, I'm not, because this is actually, Evan, you need to No, stop. we're going to go to the prison and let everyone out, dude. That's yeah. exactly my plan. Right after this. Yeah. Next week. No, next week, live on air. Next week, we have a special guest running for Manhattan DA who is uh, working to decarcerate 80% of the population. Um, his name is Janos Dev Martin. We'll be having him on next week. I'll be promoting that a little more. He'll be calling in and we'll be talking about all of his plans to help decarcerate uh, New York City um, as well as end the drug war. Uh, I don't want to give away too much, but we're also talking about wage theft and a few other issues. That he is working on, uh, he's grabbed a lot of my attention, focusing on a lot of the issues that uh, you know I take a little personally when it comes to um, the rights of uh, incarcerated people. So I'm really excited to have him on next week, and uh, he's been speaking out against this uh, New York hand sanitizer as well. Um, it is a complete, I mean, it's 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 slavery is what it is, especially given the fact that most of these prisoners will get coronavirus and not be able to use the product that they just made for 16 cents an hour, um, as well as the amount of profit that's probably going to be generated by Corecraft. What's that? The company that is contracted to produce this. They, they run the manufacturing facilities that the prisoners work in and pay them that low wage. And it's a contract with the state because it's a private prison. So basically, it's like they make it marketed as like, oh, it's good for them. Well, the wonderful thing about corporations and their, the way that they're working with the government now is uh, then Freedom of Information Act requests uh, have no authority over them. Uh, so that's why government, uh, and I say wonderful at sarcastically, of course, <laughs> uh, but uh, then there's no oversight whatsoever. I mean, there's some, you can get this information, it's just that nobody's no, doing well, anything. It, it, like, it, it takes years now to do it. In like, fact... Like the, the entire like the Afghanistan papers of like the people who just like reveal maybe and it's funny that this is like a non-story because of just the climate that we live in was basically like every public official from the Bush to the Obama to the Trump administration it was just like oh yeah the, the entire war in Afghanistan is 
all based on a complete lie. It's failing at every step of the way and just like completely hidden in, if anything, a propaganda outfit to just like tell us like, oh no, the surge is going to work. This is all leaked to like every public yeah. official including within the Obama administration, both Bush and Trump outside of it, knew that this was just a completely bullish marketing. It took them three to four years to get the public information requests, which then finally came out. But again, nobody gives a shit because now we have like a super virus. Okay, well, um, back to prisons. And <laughs> uh, thanks, Evan. We can get into a whole show on that. Uh, I do want to talk about one thing is that the New York governor, Cuomo, and a lot of people are praising this. People are tweeting pictures with their new bottle of New York prison-produced hand sanitizer Yikes. that they could get to protect themselves against well, coronavirus. And promoting this as like a good thing, there is backlash amongst leftist people. Uh, you know, the candidate Janos Dev Martin as one of them. Um, but uh, it's not. It's not looked at at like not everybody's looking at it the way I am or that the way we are. So that has been something I've been following today on Twitter. And um, I, you know, we do need hand sanitizer. I guess. Make it yourself. You can yeah. just pour Everclear on your hands. Yeah. You know. Go to the liquor store. Get some Tito's. Tito's doesn't work. It's only forty. Uh, I know they made an ad. It's only forty percent. It's, it's enough. Trust me. I what do you mean they made trust an you? Yeah, well, because people were saying to get the Tito's. Yeah, get Tito's. And, <laughs> and so they put out some kind of a message on Twitter saying, "No, no, 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 don't yeah. do that." That's a good point. You got to get Everclear. Um, but uh, yeah, so that is something that you know. The thing about New York is they do have private prisons, and a lot of their prison system is. You know, we think it's bad in Massachusetts. It's it's worse there. It's worse in a lot of states, and. Um, they have a special narcotics prosecutor that has been running rampant for a long time. So we're going to get into all that next week. Hopefully, coronavirus doesn't kill us all before then. That's not going to kill us all. It is going to get worse. Well, it's okay. St. Patty's Day is canceled. So here's oh. an... Uh, I know. we have our, our, our fearless producer was going to be... Oh, yeah. You let me in one of the flows. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to... I, me and David Pryor got hired to work on sound while the floats, and now I I can't get paid. Oh, that sucks, fun. Whatever. Whatever. You already just made a bunch of money during the election. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. Blew it all on equipment here. Yes. <laughs> Rock and roll. We're gonna if if worse comes to worse, you know where I'll be. I will be here at New Alliance, um, posting up, having an end of the world party, BYOB. In fact, that's the only way I'll let you in. Um. <laughs> Like if it all if everything goes to hell and and I have to hide out somewhere, you can damn well bet I'm not ha hanging out in my house. Right. I don't even have food in the fridge. I'm just gonna come here. We got a liquor store next door. We got a market basket to raid. <laughs> the bunker. We got music. I was gonna say I, I like in your like apocalyptic scenario. They're still like just like working the liquor store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, those will stay open. I mean, it's there. The like <laughs> there, um, it's in the vicinity. Plus, we can do an end of the world marathon show. It's not the end of the world, just will be a thing. So which one of us is going to get the coronavirus first? No, I, I probably will. I have, a, I have immune deficiency, <laughs> so I'll be fine. Really? I mean, oh yeah, but I mean, I'll live through this. This is nothing. Right, we'll just, I eat salads. I saw Herb uh, licking the toilet seat. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. did you... <laughs> Did somebody pay you for that? Um, Did you? Okay, I will talk about your finishes on air. Right? <laughs> it was uh, for one of those model mayhem shoots. He's trying yeah, to build right. up his portfolio. Right. Um, Touche. Oh, we already did plugs. We already did some plugs. Hey, Remember, hey, there's... we don't talk about Joe Biden's hair problem. Uh, <laughs> I need I need a soundboard. Yeah. So, oh, like and subscribe to us on all the podcasts. And if you've noticed, we are now restreaming. So, if you prefer to watch us on Twitch, you prefer Anywhere to watch you us want. on Periscope, 
watch us on YouTube. Um, we are Renters Radio on everything. There you go. You can also donate to our Patreon. We really appreciate it because we do need... Um, Give her money. Yeah, I really just need money. I'm, I'm broke. My stock has crashed. I have nothing. Like, oh, stop. <laughs> he knows. I like. I text him. Like I'm like, Evan, I have, I'm poor. I have nothing. My Welcome savings is like... You just need to make alcohol. I mean, in the apocalypse, that is going to be money. That's yeah. exactly what I would do. Right. That's why the liquor store is not going to... <laughs> that is not going out of business. It's the new currency. The new form That's the bank. Yeah. The liquor store is the bank. Yeah. I can make a lot of things. Oh. But, um... <laughs> Oh, that means. So, I don't know. I can grow weed. I don't know. Yeah. But that's a, like a long-term a while, investment. Yeah. yeah. So does alcohol. Um, a little quicker. Also, a little quicker. Also, uh, yeah, you can also, we're on I, iTunes, podcasts, Spotify. You know how to make that toilet wine? Did you learn that in Germany? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you need apples and, yeah, never mind. <laughs> apples make sense. Give, that. I know how to make toilet wine. Give us your money. <laughs> I honestly don't think I would be required to make toilet wine in this situation. Not I think yet. we could do a little better than that. I'm just saying it's a good selling point. Yeah. I mean, why don't you rename the show Toilet Wine Radio? <laughs> That's not a bad. Once, once we all get sketchy. Once we all get rent control, I'll have to fight a new fight. That's true. So I guess I'll, maybe that's what I'll fight for. Um, but uh, next week we have a more serious show. We'll have a pretty big guest who's running for DA in Manhattan, who I'm very interested in speaking with about a lot of uh, criminal justice reform issues. I would love to see how he stacks up to Rachel Rollins. I think he might be even better. And I, if any New Rachel York... Rollins docks me. Uh, bah, bah, bah. I know, I know. Uh, thanks for coming in, Rob. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> she did. Can you let me finish my Sorry. outro? I just, I'm like, oh my god, I've been like bombarded by just like people. All day. Oh, and here's Danny. Who else wants to talk? Okay. Uh, we should Danny. do another segment. <laughs> we should. No, go to the bathroom. Danny, I'm done. Danny shows up and takes over my show. You got your 20 minutes of vegetables. I did. You had some great vegetables. I gotta say, thank you, Evan. I had like no content for today yeah. until an hour before the show, <laughs> and then I had lots of content. But your content was like super meaty. And that was the first time you ever thanked me on air, by the way. Aww. I you have no idea. How, okay, I don't want to get all gushy, all right. but that's enough. I'm thank you to the for today. Go to the bathroom. You should hug on air. No uh, Patreon content. Yeah, that's, that's exclusive <laughs> Patreon right. content. We'll be We're on. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 <laughs>